Hey, and thanks for joining us on this week's episode of For All Things Lexington, the only show dedicated to Lexington, South Carolina, and where a spade is always a spade. Here, we'll talk to and about people, places, groups, things to do, and places to go in and around Lexington, South Carolina. I'm your host, Angela Barrett, and this is For All Things Lexington. Brought to you in part by GervaisStreetBridge.com, Columbia's most unforgettable free-to-list business directory. Hey guys, today I have with me Greg Bickley, who is Tokyo Joe, our um, local band who's not so local anymore. Thanks, Greg, for being here. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, Tokyo Joe, the man or the band? Uh, the name is the band, right? It's because uh, I'm not Joe. <laughs> really, no one named Joe. It's a term. My guitar player used to play in Japan a lot. I started this band in 1992 under a different name. It's called Three Rings at the time, like a three ring circus, because I originally had this grand idea for a three part show with different things we were going to do, and it never developed into that. So the name didn't make any sense, and I'm terrible at thinking of band names. So. I was trying to come up with something new. Meanwhile, my current guitar player had come off the road playing in another band with my dad, actually. And they would spend half the year in Japan, South Korea, doing a lot of military stuff over there. And so he's, he's like, man, all I can think of is Tokyo Joe, because that apparently was a name for an American serviceman stationed over there after World War II. So it's just a term. And I was like, it makes no more sense than Three Rings did, but I know I liked it. Well, yeah. that was one of my questions is where you, you came up with the name because I know there is a film back 1940-something. Right, like 47, Humphrey, I think, Humphrey Bogart. Bogart, yeah. yeah. And there are two pro wrestlers that use the name Tokyo yeah, I Joe. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, there were. Yeah, I was actually just in Tokyo. so I, I saw uh, that. I saw that. And I've tried to find the the background of like okay what the term came from and it's hard to find but that's what i've always heard is they would refer to somebody who was stationed over there as a tokyo joe yeah see i didn't come across that one yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it would be way easier to just tell people it was from the movie yeah, yeah. that's right or the wrestlers or, yeah. or um there was even a song called to tokyo joe yeah um, brian ferry i believe brian ferry yes right yeah. right right trust um, me i've run across that quite a few times <laughs> Now, um, so you guys have been, your band, Tokyo Joe, has been playing together since you said 1990? 96 under that name. Oh, okay. I mean, not all the same guys. Of course, me and the guitar player have been together that whole time, and we've had various different drummers and bass players over the years. I gotcha. Um, and speaking of them, so your guitarist, um, who you've been with the whole time, mm -hmm. is Dale. Correct, Dale Burgess. Burgess. And then um, Kale Donald, who's your bass player. Yep. And he's, then, he's been with us for almost 11 years, I think. Wow. Yeah. It's been a long time. And then Jason Moore is your drummer. Right. And then, I guess, well, Anthony. Um, uh, yeah, we, we kind of have. Say, yeah, Anthony Seitler was the last name. Yeah, we kind of. Use him. Uh, yeah. To, yeah, he's. We go back and forth between one of them being the main guy and the other one being the go-to <laughs> fill-in guy. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> Jason's basically full-time at this point. Right, right. Um, so now you guys play, I mean, from like Virginia to Florida. Have you even expanded even more than that now? Not really. And we don't even do that as much as we used to because it just, 
it's really not cost effective to go that far. Mm. So we've usually, unless we do something like the the Elton John tribute or something, I mean, we'll take that to Florida if we can go down there and do four, five, six, seven shows. Right. You know, but as far as just going to Daytona for a one-off show, we typically don't. Right. You know. Because you guys, I mean, I know you play around here a lot, mm-hmm. um, and um, but I mean, all in all, are y'all still averaging somewhere around the two hundred a year, or a little bit less now? Or no, it's let we backed it down because number one, I just decided a few years ago that I don't need to sing four days a week. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you can't sing but so much, you know. Right. It'll start to take a toll. So I tried to average it out to around three and a half, you know, do four one week and three the next week, kind of thing. But then during COVID, I really just kind of realized how much stuff I've missed over the years, being the guy who's always working Friday and Saturday and likely Wednesday and Thursday, too. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to dial it back. I'm going to quit playing Saturdays except for occasional private events and things like that or the big shows or whatever and just do Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. So we probably do more like I think we did about 130 or 140 last year. Yeah, I mean, that's still a lot. I mean, I guess um, what do you do when – you're not playing music. <laughs> um, other stuff related to the band. It's yeah. literally almost all I do. If I'm not on a vacation or some type of trip, I mean, because I do everything from make sure the oil in the truck is changed to book the dates, to put them on the website, to put together the contracts. I mean, I do right. all of that stuff. So it's it's a 24-7 thing. And so uh, you guys um, now have, like you said, a truck or a van or whatever that hauls mm. your equipment. And mm. Now, do you have guys that help you set it up? or? Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately yeah. not. That's yeah. That falls I, on us. Yeah, I know. The As they always say, that's the part you get paid for. Yeah. You do the music <laughs> part for free. That's the fun part. Yeah. Um, now, you guys have got some awards um, that y'all have received over the years. Yeah, we've won best local band there were two different things we did at the state did it and I don't, I don't think they have that category anymore but we won that one a few times we won it a lot of times in the free times which they still do and we back when we would play like buford a lot we won it down there one time too um one of the cds won best local cd i think um when cds were a thing that'll right. give you an idea how long ago that's been um which cd was that uh, in this lifetime in this was lifetime. the name of it. Yeah, and um, so that one best local CD. I think I won like best male vocalist or something one time. Again, it's been a minute. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> now what? And y'all do have some released albums. Uh, seven technically that we have hard copies of. Like we just released the new song because now there's almost no point even doing sure. an album. You just do you call do them albums put, anymore? What are they called? <laughs> I don't know, because it's really just sort of a collection of songs, you right. know, that everybody just releases individual songs anymore, which is what we just did with one that we have no hard copies of. But it's, I wrote a uh, song, because I, I grew up in Casey on a street called Sunnyside Drive, and I wrote a song about it called Days on Sunnyside that has been surprisingly well received. I didn't think anybody was going to care, except me and the people who grew up in that area and related to it. I'm surprised how many people either relate to the area. They're like, oh, my aunt lived on Sunnyside or I lived on Northland two streets over or whatever. Um, And I guess because there's a lot of detail in it and people typically don't relate to details like my best friend, Chris, you know, well, their best friend's not Chris, so they don't relate. But people who have their own Sunnyside, even that there might be days on Elmwood or whatever to them, you know, so it's, it's really, I've been surprised. I get requests for it every single night and it's finally out. 
So, oh, that's good. Yeah, days on Sunnyside, you can find it anywhere. Yeah, I was going to say, um, Spotify for sure. Spotify, uh, Pandora, YouTube, Apple yeah. Music. It's pretty much anywhere you can find music. You can just Google it and find it. Yeah. You can even tell Alexa and she'll find it for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't have Alexa. Um, we did for a little while and then, I don't know, I just decided that might be too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, your big, the biggest hit song that you guys have had has been what? Of the original stuff, obviously, um, it's all about me because everybody relates to that one, right? <laughs> and then, and that, um, what, and yours personally, I guess, my personal favorite or biggest hit, whichever one falls into. Um, no, well, that would be the most popular. Well, I say that it's uh, we've got a, a ballad too called It Hurts, it's probably our all right, honestly. Here are our three most requested original songs ever. It's all about me, The Ballad It Hurts, which I always say is our most requested song ever. We've actually got a song called Albert that is actually our most requested song ever, but we rarely play it. It's about a ghost that our drummer, <laughs> our drummer at the time, many years ago, swore that he had in his house. And I had the music and no lyrics to go with it. We were getting ready to go in the studio. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a song about Jason's ghost because he swears there was a short, fat, bald-headed ghost living in his house. <laughs> And the way he described it, it just sounded like he should be named Albert, Albert. to me. And I don't know, so I just wrote a song about his ghost. I, seriously, that's probably been our most requested song ever. It's been around longer than some of the others, mind you. Right. And so now what about your favorite song? Man, that's a tough call of our stuff you're talking about, right? Sure. Or, um, man, that's a tough one. All in all, maybe? We've got a song called All in All. We've actually got a couple versions of that because we did it on our second CD. In fact, that's the title of the CD was All in All. And then we re did it with a producer on, I think, In This Lifetime. I think it's on that record. I'm trying to remember what record the songs are on now. Right, right. A bad problem to have when you've got <laughs> yeah, right. so many. <laughs> so, now, do you guys write all of your music and songs or do you have songwriters that help you or no we do i write it all you do yeah and then everybody else just adds their part i write the the song the lyrics the chord progression and all that stuff and then everybody else does their own thing to it you know i gotcha and so when did you um get into music or start music forever i mean i've seriously played drums since i was like three years old my dad has audio me on the old reel-to-reel -reel things where he'd play piano and I would play drums along with him at three. Um, I started playing guitar when I was about 10. Somebody taught me my first chords and I quit for a long period of time because I don't know, I just... It wasn't cool. Yeah, well, no, it just... <laughs> I think I decided I was just never going to be a great guitar player. I never took lessons, you know, so I never sat home and practiced anything. Um, and I didn't even start playing piano until I was about 16. Um, my dad was a piano player, but he very much plays by ear and has his own way of going about it. It didn't really make sense to me until I was in a chorus class in high school and a guy that I wound up being in a band with would come in and play piano before we started and watching him do it. I was like, oh, I get it now. This is your bass note. And it just, you know, um, I did take one music class at Carolina other than three years of chorus in high school. That's the only formal musical knowledge that I have. Huh. So never learned, like, I mean, obviously on your own, but, like, you write music now. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you had to learn the... 
Yeah, but you, it's still done by ear a lot, you know. And you, I mean, it's music's math, really. It's all proportions. Um, it, um, I did learn a lot in that one class at Carolina. Let's put it like that. Like before that, even though I played by ear, there was a lot more figuring things out. And now I can just hear a song and know what's going on. I may not necessarily know what key it's in, but I know proportionally what they're doing just wow. from taking that one class. Kind of makes me wish I'd taken more classes. <laughs> I think we all say that though. Um, now, again, you y'all play not only in some of our local clubs and and local areas here, but you do play private events as well. Oh yeah, we do. Uh, like I said, that's pretty much all we do on Saturdays anymore is private yeah. stuff. Um, and of course, we do when we do the big tribute shows like the Elton John tribute and the Tom Petty tribute. We do those in theaters and sure, sure things like that. Newberry Opera House. We're, in fact, we're getting ready to do Rocket Man. Charleston Music Hall in August, then we're doing one at a Plaza Arts Center in Eatonton, Georgia in August, and then, of course, we got the big one in September at Ice House Amphitheater. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, one of my most favorite times that I saw you was at a private event. We were at a, a, someone's house on the lake, and it was it was nice not to be trampled over by all the young girls trying to get to you all at the front. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> That's it is it's fun to do the private stuff because usually when you're doing private stuff like that, you're you're playing for people who specifically want you to be there. Sure. You know. Um and I mean that's generally the case in a bar. I mean, when we play a bar, it's people who came to see us, but sometimes you're playing to people who just happen to be there. Sure. You know. And you gotta figure out, okay, what are these people like? Are they gonna like what we do or whatever, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah, but that was that was a good time um, because I have been trampled for people, <laughs> young girls trying to get to you. Oh, <laughs> like, well. Okay, please. I don't remember any of those nights. <laughs> well, this is uh, like Liberty at the Lake, and you, oh, know, yeah. you would have those big crowds. I mean, just huge crowds. Oh yeah. Um, and I haven't been out there in years, so I, I uh, don't know these days. But um, now you've got a big fundraiser coming up: um, the Cancer Research Center. Uh, Breast Cancer Research Breast. Foundation. Yeah, we. Um, this will be our third year doing the fundraiser. It's also at Ice House Amphitheater in Lexington. And we always we're trying to stick with doing it Friday before Halloween. This yeah. will be our third year doing that. So it's October twenty seventh. It actually hasn't even been announced yet. I think we're announcing it like second week of August, and we'll put it on now. sale. <laughs> yeah, it has now. Well, it was going to be eventually anyway. Right. But, um, and it really started out because three. The one two years ago was our twenty fifth anniversary. And I totally overlooked our 20th anniversary, which is pretty cool because a lot of bands don't hang around for 20 years. Sure. And I was like, we got to do something big for our 25th anniversary. And we decided to, I was like, let's do something in the amphitheater. And I started thinking, how can we make it special? And I was like, well, we can make it a fundraiser. And then I just called some of our friends to see if they wanted to play with us. Like our buddies, the Root Doctors, who were, you know, our, yeah. those guys are prettier than matter, our best friends, you know, local music scene. And um, they were off because their keyboard player was going to play with us. I was like, would you guys be cool with coming and doing a set? I was like, and then we can maybe all jam at the end. They're like, yeah, we're in. I called Pretty or Matt. They're like, yeah, we'll do it. So they that's how we did it. We each do a set. And then we all get together at the end and just have a big old jam session with all, I mean, both drummers, the whole thing, everybody on stage at one time. Nice. So it's, and everybody, it's sold out every year. The first year we raised right at $48,000. Last year we did fifty nine thousand. I'm pretty sure we'll do over seventy this year. Yeah, and again, so tell me a little bit more about this organization that you're doing the fundraiser for. It's 
Well, I specifically wanted the money to go to research because everybody's aware. You hear about raising awareness. Well, everybody's aware of breast cancer. It's not like they haven't heard of it. Um, but I wasn't aware how common it is. Honestly, it's one of those things until somebody you know gets it and it, right. you become very aware of it. Like one in eight women in their lifetime will be diagnosed with breast cancer. And I was like, there's been so much progress made over the years. It's like, let's make more progress. Research, you know. Um, so I specifically wanted the money to go to research. I did my own research about what the best charities were because you want the money to be used properly and not for administrative sure. stuff. And I found the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, which is, I think, if not the top, one of the top research foundations in the world because, like, a high percentage of their money, everything they take in actually goes to research, something like 87 cents on every dollar. Hmm. So it's only a tiny that's, little bit of it that gets great. used up, you know, doing business. So yeah. That's phenomenal. And, um, yeah, I had a mother and a mother-in-law with breast cancer. Really? So Appreciate it. Much yep. appreciated. <laughs> You're quite welcome. Um, now, you have um, a sponsor that sponsors you guys kind of all year long. Right. Maker's Mark. Maker's yep. Mark. But then you have a lot of sponsors who sponsor you for different events. Correct. We do, um, like I say, Maker's Mark is our overall sponsor and they take care of us and we promote which is actually good we work that out because I actually like the product you know <laughs> yeah it wasn't just something arbitrary um and you know we do stuff with them like specifically makers 46 because even bourbon snobs like makers 46 um Jim Beam Orange which is my on stage little thing because makers mark is a Jim Beam product all right so let's talk about um one of your biggest shows, if not your biggest show mm -hmm. of the year, because I have lots of questions about this, okay. Rocket Man. Right. Um, and it is a tribute to Elton John. So now, how did you come up with that? I have lots of questions. How did you come up with it? What was your inspiration and why and all this, that good stuff? I always wanted to do it. All right. So going back to the three rings thing I was talking about where we had this grand idea for a three-part show that was going to be one of the three parts going all the way back to 1992 um it took a lot of time to put it together because I did not want to do it halfway you know if I was going to do it sure. I want to do it right I do not look anything like Elton John <laughs> so I didn't even know that it was doable really until I went to see some guys do it. And I was like that some guys doing Elton John, Billy Joel face to face. And I was like, these guys, especially the Billy Joel dude doesn't look anything like Billy Joel. I was like, if I get the exact same costumes, I mean, duplicates of things that he wore, nobody's going to care. You're so covered up. It doesn't matter. Right. Okay. You're too tall. Big deal. You know? So that's, um, that's how we just decided to do it. We finally just committed to going for it, you know, which was, Fairly big investment because I had to buy a great big old grand piano shell. Oh, jeez! You know? So I was like, if we're if we're doing this, we're doing this. I'm right. in now. And um, I don't know. I just like the music. It's weird because I did not even grow up an Elton John fan. I found out I was an Elton John fan completely on accident. Hmm. Um, I I never was somebody to buy records of artists. Like however many times I heard it on the radio, that was good enough for me. Once I learned to play it myself, then that sure. was the thing. And all these individual songs I loved, I didn't realize they were all Elton John because they all sound different. And huh. one day I bought his greatest hits because I knew one song and it started playing. I was like, I know all these songs. These are all those songs I loved and didn't know who did them. Huh. So it all came about kind of totally on accident. But And then for years I'd have people go, man, when you sing Elton John songs, you sound just like him, blah, blah, this and that. I was like... It's 
You know, yeah. and then uh, for the people who don't know, for gosh, 15, 12, 13 years, um, his old drummer, Charlie Morgan, has been the guy playing drums with us in that show, which also came about completely by accident. He was my favorite drummer on the planet in the mid 90s when he was playing with Elton. And um, just so happens he lives in Nashville and we wound up having a bit of a connection and I got in touch with him and huh. sent him some videos. And yes, yeah, so now we're just old buddies and he plays with us all the time. So. Oh, well, that's good. Now, um, does he still play with y'all with those shows? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, good. He'll, he'll be at Ice House in September. He'll be at Charleston Music Hall August 18th, Eaton in Georgia August 19th, whatever those dates are. I think that's right. Yeah, uh, September 8th, I know, here at the Ice House. But, um, and I'm sorry, guys, that's sold out. Um, <laughs> so if you don't have your tickets, I apologize. But, you know. Um, there's always next year. There's always next well, And there's always, Char always Charleston, too. There are yeah. tickets available. CharlestonMusicHall.com. It's on Ticketmaster, but I don't know exactly how to tell you to get there. Right. And the best way to make sure you don't miss it, again, is follow the Facebook or Instagram. Right. web. He's got, you've got your web page, Tokyo yeah, Joe. Yeah, what I always tell people to do is search for Tokyo Joe Band, because right. I do occasionally get a message for the Tokyo Joe restaurant. <laughs> I'm serious. Somebody will message me, like, complaining that their teriyaki chicken wasn't hot enough or something like that. And it's not frequent, but it happens. So anyway, <laughs> yes, if you, if you search, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook for Tokyo Joe Band, You'll find us, and the regular website is tokyojoe.net, and there's always a calendar on there, usually, like I think it's up through October right now. Yeah, um, it was several months in advance as of this morning, anyway. Um, now, so have you ever met Elton John? I have not, which is weird, because it seems like everybody else I know has. I've had people run, I've seen him like five times in Vegas, and I've had people run into him on an elevator and stuff <laughs> like that, and yeah, I'm the only one who hasn't for some reason or other. Yeah, well, you'll have to make sure the drummer that you put make has he sent him any of the stuff so he, they can. We see. actually sent him a uh, a happy birthday thing. We were playing a a Rocketman show in Florida. I think it was last year on his birthday, and we had the whole crowd sing happy birthday to him. And Charlie uh, videoed it. Oh, I think nice. I, I don't think he sent it to him directly. He sent it to Davy Johnson, his guitar player, because they still talk a lot. So. Right, right. Now, what about the costumes? Where did you find all of that? I had a couple of them made at a place in Charleston, and ever since it's been a place up in Greenville called Costume Curio that makes them, because I was just looking for somewhere that did custom costumes, and at the time I couldn't find anybody around here. There may be somebody now. Um, there was a place in Charleston that did a couple, the very first couple, and then this, the people up in Greenville just do really good work and are 
easy to deal with. So. Yeah, well, they're fantastic. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm really, really excited. Good deal. Um, now, the um, Rocket Man is not the only show you've done. I don't know if you still do it, but there was used to be a different show. We do a Tom Petty tribute also. Tom Petty, okay. Called, called The Best of Everything, which is a great Tom Petty song, by the way. I did not know that. When we were looking for titles, we ran across that song name. And I was like, I wonder if the song's any good. And listen, to, so we do it in every show. It's like, man, that's a great song. Yeah. So, and that one's way easier because I look a lot more like Tom Petty than I'm <laughs> right. All I got to do is throw right, a wig right. and I'm golden. Right, right. Um, and now you've already had the Tom Petty tribute this year, right. at least at the Ice House. We did it back in May. We usually do it in the spring and Rocket Man in the fall has kind of been the pattern so far. I gotcha. I gotcha. The Tom Petty's relatively new because we, we debuted it at the fair the first time um, right before COVID. Then, of course, we didn't get to do it for two years right. or something. You sure. Know. So I guess the next big thing you have is um, your shows here would be Rocket Man, the big things. I know right. you've got your local stuff that you still do, but um, and then you'll have um, the breast cancer research. Right. And we got another thing coming up in October, but I can't talk about it yet. <sighs> keep an eye on the website. Keep an eye on the social media, <laughs> and you'll know what's going on. Okay. And hold open October twelfth. It's a Thursday. Something October twelfth. Yeah. All right. Put I've got to wait on them to announce it. I can't announce sure, it. Sure. So. Sure. Uh, well, I certainly appreciate you taking time out of your very, very busy week. Thank you very <laughs> much for having be, me. I appreciate it. Yeah. This absolutely. is great. Thanks. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks for hanging out with us today, and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have a person, business, idea, an event that Lexington needs to know more about, email me, local at forallthingslexington.com. That's the number four, y'all. This episode was brought to you by the Real Estate Agents at Home Matters, building on service, relationships, and on what matters to you. Find out how you matter and how they can help you with buying and selling your home at homematterssc.com.